Dear listeners, I welcome you to Radio Drama, where a radio is the theatre of the mind. I hope that Radio Drama will shout at you, plead with you, and seduce you. I am your host Karenina. Make sure to follow this podcast, where you will be listening to a variety of different kinds of content. From horror to dramas and sometimes even funny stories. You will also be able to listen to Golden Oldies, as a bonus at times. If you like to listen to children's stories please go, and suss out, Vintage Scent, in your search bar. I thank you all my listeners and supporters, for I will not be able to continue with radio drama, if it was not for your support.
All men hate the wretched. Oh, then must I be hated, who am miserable beyond all living things. The forces of hell are too mild a vengeance for your crimes. I am the fallen angel, driven from joy for no misdeed. Come closer, and I will kill you! What do you want with me? What are you staring at? Do you understand? What are you? You don't know me, Frankenstein. I know that you are a perpetrator of evil. I am your child. Oh, cursed be the day that you first saw light. Cursed be these hands that formed you. Do your duty by me and I will do mine towards you and the rest of mankind. You make demands of me? If you agree to my conditions, I will leave you at peace. Refuse, and I will glut the maw of death with the blood of your remaining friends. You happily admit your crimes. You will rot in hell for what you have done. And you will be there with me, rotting alongside me. We are bound together with ties that cannot be dissolved. You think I don't know that I am on my way to eternal damnation? God help me, but I will strike you down before I breathe. Calm. Remember, you made me more powerful than yourself. And release me! I beg you to listen. There can be no community between us. We are enemies. Kill me, go on. God knows I deserve to die. I will not set myself in opposition to you. You are my natural lord and king. What do you want? For you to listen. But to hear your confession, you murderer. Do your duty. I owe you nothing. I am your creature. You owe me your understanding and your affection. Once, my soul glowed with love and benevolence. I was good then. Misery made me a fiend. I will not hear you. Would your conscience allow you to destroy your own creature without giving him the chance to testify? You have killed those dearest to me in cold blood. Speak not to me of conscience. Human laws allow men to speak in their own defense. Hear me before you reach your verdict. I will. Kill you or die trying, you may rest assured of that. You are shivering. Don't come any closer. The wind is bitter, come with me. Where? This place is too cold for your fine sensations. There is a hut further up the mountain, I will light a fire. And you will listen to me. Follow me, Frankenstein. And if I don't? You have no choice. My dear Margaret, as the Arctic winds battle our ship, Mr. Frankenstein lies in bed, still too weak to leave my cabin, and continues his narrative. I have resolved to record his tale as near as possible in his own words. Frightful must be the storm which embraced this gallant vessel on its course and so completely wrecked it. 
The horror had found me on the glacier. <laughs> he bounded away across the ice. He knew I would follow him. Why did he not run? My blood surged and I trembled with rage and fear, but I had to hear his testimony. Are you more comfortable now? It is, it is a good fire. I learned from watching wandering beggars in the forest. When I first saw flames, I was so amazed I thrust my hand into the live embers. A lesson learned? Hard lessons are rarely forgotten. Yeah. What is this? I think you remember. Open the book. Uh, I would rather not. You must recognize your own journal. Is that not your hand? Are they not your words? Where did you get this? When I fled from my place of... origin. I was cold. I pulled on the first clothes I found, and this was in the coat pocket. Can you read? Yes, I can read. Your journal recounts the four months preceding my creation. You describe minutely every step you took in progress of your work. Then you know everything. It is sickening. Let us put it on the fire and forget it. <clears throat> Thank you to return it to me. It is my genesis. And bury it somewhere far from my sight. I will keep it close, for we may need its wisdom one day. What do you mean? Huh. On you it rests. What does? Whether I quit the neighborhood of man forever. Or? Or become their scourge. Swallow up thousands in the whirlwind of my rage. What bearing could I possibly have on that? Make me happy, and I shall again be virtuous. Make you happy? I can hardly bear to look at you. What do you remember of the night of my creation? It is a moment in time that haunts my every waking hour. The events are indistinct to me. There is pain and noise and confusion. The smell of burning flesh. The agony of that first breath of icy air filling my lungs. My child, you are alive! Help me, what have I done? You were meant to be beautiful. I recall opening my eyes and the light pouring in. Did I know I was alive? I cannot be sure. This wasn't how it was meant to be. I found that I could move. At some point I stood up. I walked. I was asleep and dreaming of Elizabeth. It was then that I had a vision. I saw my creator gazing up at me with wide eyes. What do you want from me? I stretched out my hand to him for communion. Get back! Demon! Get back! You recall. 
recoiled from me and fled the room. I was terrified, in turmoil, I was ill. And I was alone and frightened. I tried to follow you, but I was unsteady. The smallest obstacle threw me into confusion. I staggered on into the forest at the edge of the town, where I wept the bitterest tears until sleep came. Over time, I became the master of my senses. I learned to find shelter and to stay dry. I learned which roots were good to eat and which would make me thicken. I dwelt in this way for many moons. I did not know what else to do. Then one day I reached the edge of the forest and I saw open country. You should have stayed in the forest with the wild animals. You were not meant for civilization. You consider your kind to be civilized? Man was created by God in his own image. of work. The sound of a bell drew me from the forest and into a village. There was a building there from which came shrieks of excitement, laughter and joy. I longed to be a part of it. Stepping through the door, I entered a room full of children. The children screamed. Their masters attacked me. If I had not outrun them, I would have been killed. They thought you were some devil come from hell. The devil was of their own making and yours. So none of this is your responsibility. I not hate them who hate me. You frightened them. They had the right to defend themselves. What of me? Was I not frightened? Was I not bewildered and alone? I meant no harm. I approached with gentleness and an open heart, and I was beaten for my trouble. In fear of my life, I hid myself in a little shack that leaned up against the side of an old cottage, deep in the forest. It was cold, cold in there and I had to lay on bare earth, but it was dry, and I was well concealed. Agatha! Hmm. Agatha! What is it, Felix? I watched and listened from my hiding place. A young man and a young woman spoke to each other. They were beautiful. People were saying there's a monster on the loose. Apparently it broke into the schoolhouse and tried to attack the girls. What kind of monster? They say it was 12 feet tall, with great teeth like a bear's, and claws, and eyes the colour of sulphur. Nonsense. They've sent a hunting party into the woods after it. They mean to kill it, they say. I don't believe in monsters. There are far worse terrors to be endured. Such as? Did you sell the goats? I did. <laughs> the price was poor. I only got half of what we were hoping for. And supper tonight will be vegetable broth as usual. I will get the fire going. I'll chop some more wood. Rest, Felix. You must be tired. I won't leave us without a fire for the night. Father suffers enough already. 
The young man marched off into the trees with his axe over his shoulder. She was the fairest creature I had ever seen. The small room I beheld was clean, but very bare of furniture. In one corner, near a small fire, sat an old man, leaning his head on his hands. Did Felix return from market? Yes, father. Did we make any money? We did well. He's a fine salesman. I told you things would improve. Yes, father. I feel inclined to play. Would you appreciate the tune? Yes, of course. Well, pass me my guitar. of the thrush or the nightingale. The goodly creature knelt at his feet and tears began to issue from her eyes. <laughs> oh, what's the matter, child? It's nothing, Father. Why are you crying? <laughs> Come here. held her hands and smiled with such kindness and affection that I felt sensations of a peculiar and powerful nature. They were a mixture of pleasure and pain such as I had never experienced before. I had found myself a home. I watched them undetected every day for a very long time. I listened to their words. And while they slept, I repeated them hungry. Thus, I began to master the intricacies of human speech. Cold. Will you read to me, Felix? What would you like to hear this evening? Milton. The old man was blind. <clears throat> Felix read aloud to him every night. Of man's first disobedience, and the fruit of that forbidden tree whose mortal taste brought death into the world and all our woe. With loss of Eden... I heard Felix read many books as the time went on, but none excited deeper feelings in me than paradise lost. So farewell hope, and with hope farewell fear. Farewell, remorse. All good to me is lost. Sometimes I thought myself like Adam, a new being unconnected to any other in the universe. Except Adam was created perfect. This great argument, I may assert eternal providence and justify the ways of God to men. Thank you, Felix. When I saw the simple bliss of family life, the bitter gall of envy rose within me. Who would be there for me? Would anyone take me into their home and feed me 
or read me to sleep as I sat in comfort by the fire? Where did I belong? But all was not perfection. Underneath their happiness lurked a melancholy. He's asleep. Pass me his plate. There's still a few crumbs to be had. I think our luck might be changing. What makes you think that? I'm not sure how to explain this. Tell me. I went to the wood store earlier and it was full. So? It was nearly empty last night. Don't be ridiculous. It's true. I swear. You need to eat more. Lack of food's beginning to unbalance your mind. The path was cleared of snow the night before. Do you think the wood fairies have decided to take on some of your jobs? I'm telling you, it's true. A good spirit has attached itself to us. Our luck is on the turn. You. I thought it might be in my power to restore happiness to these deserving people. As they slept, I would set about such tasks as I could that I thought might be to their advantage. Why? I had resolved to engineer a meeting that would decide my fate. I imagined thousands of ways of presenting myself to them. And did you expect to be received well? <sighs> I knew I did not share their perfect form, but I believed that once they saw my gentle nature, they would open their hearts. I looked upon them as superior beings. And were they? There is no such thing. There is only hatred and rage. Are you sure you'll be able to manage, Father? Oh, stop fussing, girl. I planned to make my introduction when the blind old man was alone. Quickly. If I could gain the goodwill and mediation of the father, then I hoped that the children might be persuaded to tolerate me. And now they were leaving for town for the day. Goodbye. Have a good day. Enjoy yourselves. My heart beat quick. This was the hour and moment of trial which would decide my hopes or realize my fears. I crawled out of my hiding place and approached the door of the cottage. Who's there? Who is there? Pardon this intrusion, I am a traveller in want of a little rest. Come in, friend. And I will try to relieve your wants. Do not trouble yourself, kind host. It, it is warmth and rest only that I need. Sit, my friend. By the fire. We get few visitors so deep in the forest. What brings you here? 
I am on my way to claim the protection of some friends. Uh, where do these friends reside? Near this spot. And, uh, if I may ask, why do you seek their protection? I am an unfortunate and deserted creature. To be friendless is indeed to be unfortunate. The amiable people to whom I go have never seen me and know little of me. I am full of Fears. Oh, do not despair. The hearts of men are full of brotherly love and charity. Uh, they are kind. They are the most excellent creatures in the world. But they are prejudiced against me. For what reason? They see only a detestable monster. I am blind and cannot judge your countenance, but something in your words persuades me that you are sincere. <gasps> You. I feel for your misfortunes. From your lips first have I heard the voice of kindness directed towards me. May I know the names of those friends? Children are coming back. They must have forgotten something. Save and protect me. No, do not despair. They will be able to help you. You and your family are the friends whom I seek. Do not desert me in the hour of trial. Who are you? struck me violently with a stick. I could have torn him limb from limb, but my heart sunk within me as with bitter sickness. You ran away? Into the woods. I gave vent to my anguish in fearful howlings. The cold stars shone down in mockery. I bore a hell within me. I wished to tear up the trees, spread havoc and destruction, then sit down and enjoy the ruin. And you never returned to the cottage? Sometime later I did. It was as abandoned as I was. They had fled and broken the only link that held me to the world. At that moment, I declared an everlasting war against your species and more than all against him. 
that had formed me. How did you know where to find me? I burnt the cottage to the ground. But before I did, I took some of the books left there. I taught myself to read. I knew that the secrets of my origins lay in the journal and that once I could decode its hidden meaning, I could begin the search for my creator. So you learned that my name was Frankenstein and that I hailed from Geneva? It took time. But as soon as I knew, I bent my steps towards that town. And the nearer I approached, the more deeply did I feel the spirit of revenge kindled in my heart. William. Poor little William. He was only a child. I did not intend him to die. Tell me. evening and I was resting in a thicket just outside the city gates. I had endured great hardship, travelled only at night. I was cold, hungry, exhausted. Sleep was about to bring me temporary respite when I was disturbed by the sound of a child approaching. He had run away from his guardians. He was playing hide and seek. It was his favorite game. As I gazed on him, an idea seized me. This little creature had lived too short a time to have learnt a horror of deformity. Here was a creature unsullied by prejudice. If I could seize him and educate him to be my companion, I should not be so desolate in this peopled earth. You had no right. He was as easy to catch as a baby bird that had fallen from the nest. He was not yours to take. He wouldn't be quiet. I tried to calm him, but he called me names. Unkind names. He was just a child. And he told me that his papa was Herr Frankenstein. And that I would be punished if I did not let him go. Did he suffer? It was quick. I grasped his throat, and in a moment he lay dead. He was entirely innocent. I thought nothing of him. I thought only how the boy's death would carry despair to you. And I exulted in my ability to create desolation. You are truly... Evil. Then I saw the portrait that he wore around his neck. A most beautiful woman, dark eyes forged by deep lashes. Lovely lips. I was transported for a moment by her delightful aspect and I took the portrait with me. I took shelter in a barn. And what should I find there? But a woman sleeping on some straw, a woman blooming in the loveliness of youth. I bent over her and whispered into her ear, Awake, fairest. Your lover is near. 
He would give his life but to obtain one look of affection from you. My beloved. Awake. I knew that if she awoke she would curse me and denounce me as the murderer. The fiend stirred within me. She should suffer, not I. Let her bear the punishment. You left the portrait with her. I placed it securely in the folds of her dress. She slumbered on, oblivious. There will be no absolution. <laughs> Do you understand that? Christ, creature! Why did I live? I, I have heard enough of your self-pity. What do you want? You must do something for me. I am consumed by a burning passion that you alone can gratify. There's nothing I can do for you. You are depraved beyond redemption. Create a female for me. What? One as deformed and horrible as myself. She would not deny herself to me. She must be of the same species and have the same defects. Never. I will not. And no torture will ever extort consent from me. Torture may not move you, but you are a man of science. So listen to reason. I am malicious because I am miserable shunned and hated by mankind. Yet I cannot exist in total isolation. I need only one creature to feel benevolence towards me. Creator, make me happy. Give me a friend and free me from the misery I now feel. I cannot do it. If you consent, neither you nor any human should ever see us again. We will go to the vast wilds of South America. You may head to the wilderness for a while, but you will return. You long for the love and sympathy of mankind, and when you once more fail to get it, you will have a companion to aid you in your task of destruction. I cannot consent to that. I swear to you that I will dwell with my companion away from mankind. I will be peaceful until I die. Please, I beg you. You, you swear to be harmless. The love of another is all I want. And you will quit Europe forever. I swear. I swear. By the sun and by the blue sky of heaven and by the fire of love that burns my heart that if you grant my prayer you need never behold me again. I... I will consent to your demand. Thank you, Creator. I do so not to appease you, but because I owe it to my fellow men to do everything in my power to prevent you wreaking further damage upon our species. I will deliver into your hands a female who will accompany you into exile. Depart your home and commence your labors. I presume you will need this. The cursed journal. Containing your workings. It may take me some time. There are adjustments required in order to make a female. I will need to make consultations. 
I shall be watching your progress. I will follow you and wait. This will be a more complex task. Do your duty. And fear not. When you are ready, I shall appear. Victor? May I speak with you a moment? Uh, yes, Father. I'm not interrupting. You seem deep in thought. I was recalling my time at university. Mm -hmm. What are you reading? Just some notes I made at Ingolstadt. Oh, it's a welcome sight to see you returning to your former pleasures. I would not describe my studies as pleasures. I know you are unhappy. So you have told me. I have an idea which may help. An idea? A course of action, a new direction. Well? Elizabeth. She has been like a sister to me. But she is not, in fact, your sister. What are you saying, Father? Marry her, Victor. Marry her tomorrow. If only it were that simple. Make us all happy. Elizabeth would be overjoyed. Even you may see life in a more positive light when you're a married man. There is something I must do before we can be joined. What? Complete my studies. Return to Ingolstadt? I shall go to England. There are certain professors and learned men there whose counsel I must seek in order to finish what I have started. <sighs> I leave in a week. need to ship all your chemical instruments to London. I must have my equipment with me to finish my task. So I am to bid you another tearful farewell without an explanation. I have to do this. Our future happiness depends on it. Is there nothing I could do to tempt you to change your mind? I am sure you would think of something, which is why I must leave immediately. Then I have a surprise for you. Elizabeth. You may come in now. All aboard for London? <laughs> Henry, my valise is packed and I'm ready to go. You're coming with me. Henry will be my eyes and ears on your travels. Your one duty, Henry, is to return him safely to me. I shall lay down my life on his behalf. There is no need to go that far. Just keep him smiling and constantly remind him that he has a good woman waiting in Geneva. I will do so, if that is agreeable to you, Victor. Is it? Of course, of course. It'll be a joy to spend time with you again, my friend. I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am. We shall see the Tower and Westminster Palace. And, and so we left for London together. Had this journey taken place during my days of happiness, it would have afforded me inexpressible pleasures. But a blight still hung over my life. I feared the vengeance of the disappointed fiend if I failed to start my work soon. I felt him near, watching. London is the greatest city in the world. Now, the architecture, the culture, the history, the pubs. I'm glad you have enjoyed its delights. Mm. I think I was born to be a tourist, Victor. You, however, are a terrible traveller. Nothing interests you. I apologise. You're in the depths again tonight. Drinking isn't helping. What would help? I don't know. I'm restless. I think I shall book an onward passage to Scotland. We've been here barely a week. I want to leave as soon as I've arranged for the transportation of my chemical equipment. What on 
earth are you taking that for? That is none of your business, Henry. Elizabeth charged me with seeing you safely home. I have no need of a nursemaid. I take my duties seriously. I shall accompany you north. You will do no such thing. She will never forgive me if I did not. Please, I, I need some time alone. Then I will arrange for a separate carriage. I will follow you if necessary. All right. Come with me to Scotland. We can spend a few days in Edinburgh. And then I wish to make a journey on my own to some of the Northern Isles. I will not be long out of your sight. My final destination was one of the remotest of the Orkney Isles. Clerval reluctantly agreed to wait for me in a little harbour town on the mainland. This island was little more than a rock, battered day and night by the roaring Atlantic, populated only by a few scraggy sheep. It was the perfect place for me to complete my endeavours. I set up the laboratory and began the filthy labour. Each night as darkness fell, I rode the black stretch of ocean to a neighboring barren island where the local peasants buried their dead. Each night before the dawn, I rode back with a boat full of rotten human flesh. Who is there? None may enter here. Be not afeard, master. So you have been with me from the beginning. Is she ready? Almost. Remove the sheet, let me see her. I will not. I want to see her in her entirety. I have worked on her for weeks and kept her full hideousness hidden from my view. I cannot bear to see what I have made. How shallow and cruel you are. She is my wife. To be uncover her, I have a right to see her. As you wish. Good God. She is beautiful. No. She will be your masterpiece. She is an unholy horror. Your opinion is of no importance. Give her life. This is madness. Delay no more. Give her life. I say, and we need never see each other again. It cannot be done. Why? Why? You consulted with the London professors. They provided you with the extra knowledge you said you needed. I cannot do it. I cannot. Yes, you can. You were the only one who can. It was insanity to have agreed in the first place. Rot! Talk to me, Frankenstein. You may have sworn to quit the neighborhood of man, but she has not. You promised me. I was wrong. I was weak. I should never have listened to you. What are you doing? Shall I in cool blood set upon the earth another demon whose delight is in death and wretchedness? She's so close to completion, you must finish her. Be gone! I do break my promise. Never will I create another like yourself, equal in deformity and wickedness. I will not do it! Stop! Put down the axe! I beg you! Please stop! No! 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 resolution is passed! She is no more. Shall each man 
find a wife for his bosom. Each creature of his mate and I be alone. Are you to be happy while I grovel in the intensity of my wretchedness? Such is your choice. William and Justine had none. You, my tyrant and tormentor, shall curse the sun that gazes on your misery. I am no coward to bend beneath your words. It is done. It is over. You shall repent of the injuries you have inflicted. Beware. I am fearless and therefore powerful. You are my creator, but from henceforth, I am your master! If I wished, I could take your life in my hands now and extinguish it with a pinch of my fingers. There would be no more effort than putting out a candle. Wouldn't do so. I do not care anymore. No. You must burn for much longer before I take that pleasure. And burn you will. Before I go, know this, Victor Frankenstein. I will be with you on your wedding night. <laughs> The remains of the half-finished creature I had destroyed lay strewn around the room. I collected them and placed them in a basket with a great quantity of stones. And during the night, as I rode back to the mainland, I cast my foul cargo into the deep. I watched it sink into the blackness, and felt refreshed. I cleansed my soul of a heavy burden. I rode on with renewed vigor. It was time for me to go home. Excuse me! Hello? Would you be so kind as to help me uh, pull my boat onto the shore? I will! And when I've done so, I'll expect you to accompany me to a place where you shall give an account of yourself. What? Why shall I do that? This is not a free country. Aye. Free enough for honest folks. But I am a free man here. If you will not come with me, then I will call my workmates over and we shall take you by force. But where am I to be taken? To the magistrate. To tell what you know about the man I found murdered here last night. The sight of a corpse can be difficult for some. Are you sure you're prepared for this? I am a scientist and no stranger to death. McLeod, show Mr. Frankenstein the face of the deceased. <sighs> Henry. The victim is known to you? Henry Clerval, my friend, my benefactor. Have I deprived you too of life? Yes, then. That's as good as a confession. I have destroyed you. I have destroyed you. Victor Frankenstein, I am placing you under arrest for the murder of Mr. Henry Clerval. Is there anything you wish to say? Help me. Help me to destroy the fiend who has done this. He will come for you. 
for me, for every one of us, we are all going to die. If you won't help me, we are all going to die. They locked me away as a madman. I was mad. I raved day and night and didn't care whether I lived or died. Six months of incarceration passed without me noticing. Oh, dear God. Uh, who is it? My son. Oh, at least you're alive. Father. Oh. Are, you, are you real? You've had a high fever. Most men would have died, but you are composed of some strong material. It might have been better if I had died. Oh. Poor Claval. I did not kill him, Father. I know that. Everyone knows that. But I stand accused. You've been cleared. Witnesses have been uncovered who have corroborated your story. Your freedom is now a formality. I've come to bring you home. How oh, you must have suffered. I have been away from you too long. Yes. I will never leave your side again. There is something I must ask you. What is it? Do you love another? No. I will not marry you if it is simply a matter of fulfilling your parents' wishes. Chase away these fears. I consecrate my life to you. You really love me still? You alone. Then let us be married, Victor. Yes. Yes, let us do it immediately. Following a quiet ceremony, we went to a villa overlooking Lake Geneva for our honeymoon night. It has been a wonderful day, Victor. It has. The happiest of my life. Shall we retire? You go up. I will join you shortly. What is it that agitates you? Just this night, and all will be safe. What do you mean? What is it you fear? Go up to bed, my love. Tell me, please. You must have no secrets. My dearest, I do have one secret. It is a dreadful one. And when it is revealed to you, it will chill your blood. Tomorrow I will tell you everything. For tonight, let me be. I shall watch over us, and if God is willing, my vigilance will keep us safe till morning. Are we to spend our wedding night apart? Trust me, Elizabeth, this is a necessary evil. I bid you good night, then. She left me. She was unhappy, but I planned to explain all in the morning. She would understand then. I inspected every corner of the house that might afford a retreat to my adversary. I prowled the perimeters of the gardens. I listened for every sound, but I discovered no trace of him. 
I was beginning to think that some fortunate chance had intervened to prevent the execution of his menaces. Great God, why did I not die then? Do not be afraid. Get away from me. I have been watching you undress. I have never seen a creature more perfect. Leave me alone. Let me feel the warmth of your skin. No. Let me hold your body. She's mine. Let her go. The more she struggles the tighter I will hold her. He threw her on the ground like a discarded doll. I ran to her, but she was lifeless. I embraced her, but she had ceased to be Elizabeth, my life, my love. Now you understand my pain, Frankenstein. Now you suffer like I do. I fired at him several times, but he eluded me. By the time I got to the window, he was running towards the lake with the swiftness of lightning. He plunged into the dark waters and disappeared. I will hunt you down, do you hear me? I will hunt you down! I will never rest! I will torture and kill you! I need water. Yeah. Drink it. You're burning up. I've followed the demon ever since. And now I'm here. In this Arctic wasteland. And near death. And still he lives. How long have you been pursuing him? Many months. He has brought me north to make me suffer. Sometimes when I lag behind, he left writings for me on the bark of trees or cut in stone. Why? To guide me and to taunt me. He left me food in the wilderness in order to keep me alive. For what purpose? He knows that if I am alive, I am in pain. As the land turned to ice, I procured a sledge and dogs to stay on his trail. But I have failed in my task. No. No, you're an inspiration to me. Do not emulate my mistakes, Captain. What do you mean? No discovery of man is worth such death and destruction. There's trouble on deck. I'm sorry, I must leave you. Go. Go to your men. Listen to them. I am weary. I need to sleep. What is going on here? The men are threatening to mutiny. The ice has closed in. 
They don't want to die out here, sir. No one is going to die out here. They want you to promise that if the ice dissipates and a free passage opens up, you will not be rash enough to continue north. I see they want me to retreat. To give up on my life's ambition. Yes, Captain. What shall I tell them? I looked at their faces. Frightened, frostbitten and miserable. How could I, in justice, refuse this demand? Tell them the expedition is over. As soon as the ice breaks, we're going home. I returned to my cabin, my dreams crushed and my heart filled with disappointment. I looked to the bed where Frankenstein lay and knew instantly that he was dead. His face had softened and a smile played on his lips. Goodbye, my friend. He was at peace at last. I will never forget you. That night, I kept vigil over his body. After midnight, I heard the thunder of the ground sea and I awoke in the chair I had slumbered in. I looked up and in my horror saw a huge figure standing over Frankenstein's corpse. Never did I behold a vision so horrible. He is dead. Withdrawn from your power. You're wrong. Once I hoped to be loved. My being overflowed with feelings of affection and virtue, but crime degraded me beneath the meanest animal. No guilt and no misery can be found comparable to mine. I am the fallen angel who became a malignant devil. Yet even the enemy of God and man had friends in his desolation. I am completely alone. He kissed the face of his dead creator, and then collecting himself, he turned his watery eyes to me. Soon I shall die, and what I now feel be no longer felt. Soon these burning miseries will be extinct. I shall ascend my funeral pyre triumphantly. I shall exult in the agony of the torturing flames. Farewell. He sprung from the cabin window. He was soon borne away by the waves and lost in the darkness and distance.
What you want, but... 